Oh, we play the unedited version hey, here. No, see. we didn't. No, we no, no, no. Like mainstream, okay, mainstream radio, like Hot 97 and Power 105, they block that out. Seriously? Okay, so we literally <laughs> play the middle ground version. Praying with me so amazing. <laughs> Well, Jesus <laughs> Christ is contagious. That, yeah, that's what Rihanna was saying. Oh, you know, Stanley, did you, I told Selena I went to church yesterday for you a few minutes. You didn't turn into a pillar of salt? I thought the church was going to go on fire. <laughs> oh. No, I had to go light a candle for, oh, uh, for my yeah, friends. Yeah. So. Okay. yeah, all right. Well, Alyssa's in church. Aly- Stanley singing Listen, Jesus is so amazing. <laughs> to be fair, like, you know, I, I know we're going to switch gears and get into a conversation, which is actually about the First Amendment. It, so it deserves to be said. Jews... Christians, Muslims, they all pray to the same God. Word, Jaspa. <laughs> all right, guys. So we're back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR. 90.3 FM. The voice of Harlem. Of Harlem. Harlem. So, okay. Um, time to talk about Colin Kaepernick. Bay. We, uh, I know, right, Bay. I just, he is such a Bay, like he's such Bay material. It's not even yep. funny. He, he has fiance, Selena. I, Oh, they're engaged? All right, so I'm, I'm going to say Wait, 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 guys. I wish you all could have seen the way Selena's face just sunk when I said that. Oh, <laughs> oh God. I don't even think Stream that. team, did you guys see her face? If you oh, did, you message that. us or just start shaking in front of your cameras because we can't see you anyway. <laughs> all right, guys. So um, he has been making national headlines um, ever since, uh, back in August, he decided not to salute the flag during the singing of the national anthem and the Star Spangled Banner. Oh, a song about killing slaves? Yes, exactly. So what happened was he was sitting um, during the pregame season, I mean during the pregame, and now what he's been doing is kneeling uh, because he's actually spoke to some like military personnel and they said, like, you know, we get your stance, but it would be more respectful to the military and our flag if you kneeled instead of sat down. So not only um, ha- has this been going on, but a number of athletes have joined him. Uh, sometimes they will also kneel. Uh, there was a U.S. soccer player, Megan uh, Rapino, who also has been kneeling, another, another member of the San Francisco 49ers has been kneeling with Colin, and you know they're just basically taking a stance. Brandon Marshall, the Denver Broncos, not the Jets wide receiver who better get do well today because he's on my fantasy team. He nailed and he lost an endorsement. Wow! No, see. lost an endorsement. Wow! Yep. Can you? Uh, which one was that? So Brandon Marshall, it was a local endorsement for um uh, insurance. I think a local bank, and they said even though we like him. He, um, a lot of our like supporters don't appreciate that, so peace. Well, that's really important to bring up, right? Because I think that that, in general, with athletes um, and celebrities who have been maybe cautious about their um, about their activism, that's something that they've had to consider: is that they will lose endorsements, right? They will lose money for this dance, and so that's something. It's it's not just enacting your freedom of speech, right? It's um, it's sort of like a risk that you have to be willing to take no. is that as an athlete, as a celebrity, when you speak out against these things, right? Um, is that you might lose endorsements and you might, you know, lose fans and lose support. Um, yeah. But, you know, for greater good. It might even affect Colin's um, career as much as he may not be able to play in the NFL. Well, it's throwing arm for his um, career. <laughs> so, you know, so, yeah, he's he's definitely put his his life, his career on the line, his body on the line by taking this stance. Um, and he's received a lot of 
backlash. There were a number of people who started burning his jersey. Mm-hmm. But I, I will announce. One. Yeah, no, not Stanley and a number of other people have actually been buying the jersey so much that it's like the top rated jersey on NFL.com. Yep. You know, I'd really like to see a lot. I mean, I know a lot more players are getting involved in the, this protest in some way. I'd love to see the whole, like every player in the NFL do it. I know that's not going to happen. Yeah, well, but well, that would be something because, like, it would really. People would have to make a decision, like, am I going to continue to watch the NFL or not, right? No, I it mean, would, like, be such a big deal. No, that would be a great point. But, no, so I just wanted to also mention that, you know, um, what, and what we'll speak about later on in the segment is, you know, Colin is, this is not the first time this uh, athlete has been using his platform for protests. And... I think that a lot of times we just want to see athletes entertain us, but when they have an opinion, especially if it has to do with something along the lines of race relations or racial injustice, everyone wants them to just shut up and play, and that's why he's getting so much backlash. But there are a number of athletes that took this stance. You had Jackie Robinson, who we'll speak about, Muhammad Ali, and even Tommy Smith and John Carlos, who uh, back in the 1968 Summer Olympics in Mexico City, they decided after they won, to put their like a black fist up they had black gloves they put it up on the podium and basically that was a sign of against racial discrimination and for human rights and they also listed a some demands that they wanted to go along with this they were against apartheid um they were they also were advocating for muhammad ali to for his boxing title to be restored and he was av- they were advocating for more African American coaches. So basically, if people are taking a stance against Colin, I think that we're forgetting all the number of athletes like Tommy Smith, like Muhammad Ali, like Jackie Robinson, who've done this in the past and who've made real change, right? So, and that's something that we'll we'll talk about more uh, in, in general. So, you know, I want to open up the conversation to the panel now and. Uh, ask you guys what was your initial reaction to Colin Kaepernick's refusal to to salute the flag I yeah, can, Jack, yeah I can speak up I was really impressed with him and his I mean it takes a lot of like chutzpah right it takes a lot of bravery to be able to like put yourself in this position where you're going to receive a tremendous amount of criticism um, but doing it for something that you know is right and it is right you know I think that it is within his right um to sit out if he does not politically believe that he's being represented and he wants to take an activist stand and he has the national spotlight on him. You know, I personally have a really complicated sort of feeling currently about the NFL, right? And um, many people that I'm friends with know I'm boycotting the NFL this season and for future seasons because I think that it is an organization that does a lot of really corrupt things. I think that it... um, you know, for as a feminist, I have a really hard time watching football and seeing players that have a known history of violence against women and then work for, um, you know, for this this agency that really only gives them a slap on the wrist because they just do not value women's lives or bodies. Um, so I, I really am, you know, it's a, it's a messed up system as it is. And I think that Colin Kaepernick is using his platform, which is what we ask people to do, right? Use your platform to make change. And I'm so happy that this received as much press as it did um, because it shows how influential just a simple action of sitting down or kneeling can be and what a statement it can make and, you know, what a broad conversation it can lead to. I was impressed. I was even more impressed when I heard him talk. Yeah. Mm. When he spoke and then I realized, oh, this guy knows what the hell he was talking about and he's had these feelings for a while, but he sat down and listened and learned before he decided to do something. Well, I'm and, saying, what exactly did he say that impressed so, you? So 
kind of get into that now. So pretty much what he said was, I've had, like, I asked him, how long have you felt this way? He said, for a couple of months now, but I didn't want to jump to action just yet. I wanted to talk to people, find out more about the movement, and then kind of figure out where I could spend, go. And then he said, listen, I, I come from a place of great privilege. I'm rich. I'm an athlete. I don't necessarily have these problems, but it's not about me. It's I'm trying to be here and be a voice for the people who don't have this kind of platform. That's what I'm here for. It's not about me. And, you know, what people should realize, the national anthem and the um, Star Spangled Banner, it doesn't show on TV. So the only reason people knew, he's been doing this for weeks. And the only reason anyone knew about it was because a reporter, reporters finally asked him about it. Mm-hmm. And then the media made it a big story. But his teammates knew about like his teammates and coaches have known he's been doing this since the beginning of preseason. But, you know, like there's several things about, I mean, I obviously agree with him, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and like I want to talk about the First Amendment first. I mean, as you mentioned, like the First Amendment doesn't protect you from the consequences of your action. But what it does protect you from is the right to do it without a government that tells you like you're going to be shot or imprisoned or something else because you're doing it. Now, the NFL is a private organization. So like a lot of people have said, well, you know, it's not a First Amendment thing because he his employer isn't the government and that's true if the nfl turned around and said you have to stand otherwise you know you're not gonna be able to play in this league or if his team turned around and said we're gonna cancel your contract he has no recourse under the first amendment for that but the first amendment is coming into play in the you know when he's in the kneeling itself the idea that somebody can kneel without the government imprisoning them somebody can kneel or not salute a flag without the government coming and killing them if you live in authoritarian country when they say sing you sing damn it Mm -hmm. (laughs) if not you're gonna get like a hundred years hard labor in the gulag i mean people want to say oh soldiers they fought and they died you know i was reading a meme the other day which is we may we may or may not agree about whether solar soldiers dying in foolish wars is any sacrifice for our freedoms but if it is they didn't die for the flag or the national anthem they died for your right to burn it or to sit for it because that's exactly what we're talking about when we're talking about freedom and I just like to take that even one step further the amount of hypocrisy coming from the right about this the people who use their first amendment rights every day and blab their big fat mouths about their second amendment rights are the same people that are getting offended about him not standing and you know what they do have the right to be offended but what they don't have the right to do is call for him to be imprisoned, call for him to be shot, call for him to be deported, because what he's doing is so American, it's unbelievable. It is like the antithesis of freedom in this country to say, guess what? I'm not going to stand. I'm not going to salute that symbol, and I have the freedom to do that. America. No, you're absolutely right. It's extremely American uh, what he's doing. And even though people have been saying it's un-American and it's disrespectful to our anthem and our country, I I, I agree with Alyssa there that that's not what's going on. Um, So Bianca did tweet. She said, shout out to 49ers owner Jed York for supporting Kaepernick by matching his $1 million million and donating to local social justice orgs. And basically not only has Kaepernick been taking this stance and speaking out about it, but he did promise to uh, donate money to these to communities of color. And he's also been in uh, connection to Black Lives Matter activist DeRay McKesson so that he can put his money where his mouth is. And he also donated $60,000 with a book bag yes! to the school. In and, Harlem, yes. right here in Harlem. But real quick, shout out to the Green Bay Packers. So now listen, they don't necessarily do, they're not doing it the same exact way Kaepernick is doing it. They may not necessarily agree with him, but Mike McCarthy, the coach of the Packers and the Packers ownership, both donated a hundred grand each towards organizations that deal with improving the relationships between police and urban communities. So thank you for at least trying, Alyssa. Yeah, no, I actually, I'm getting a bunch of comments on Politically Preposterous that I want to read. One of 
obviously is slightly humorous, and you'll get a good kick out of this, Stanley. Um, and throughout it all, he has successfully diverted attention away from the fact that he's a terrible quarterback. And, <laughs> um, but specifically, <laughs> with respect to the actual thing that we're talking about, we just had somebody saying that he hopes that he stands on 9-11, which is today. And I wrote back, I, I, I hope he doesn't. I said, people fought and died for his right not to. That's what makes America a free country. Anything less would make us no better than an authoritarian country with a dictator. And then he wrote back, I feel as though the flag and the national anthem, as, as I do about 9-11, it's sacred, and him not standing offends me greatly. You know but, what offends me about 9-11? Offend, wait, wait, cause, hold on, because we got one more comment. Offending people is your right, and I, uh, a right, I guess, which is true. Um, and then we had somebody else, Buffy Gentry says, on a side note, why wouldn't the anthem be sacred to a white man? It's always applied to you. You've never had to have a single right granted to you in this country. Mm-hmm. You've had them since the inception. Now put your feet in the shoes of blacks, Latinos, women, LGBT. We had to have our rights granted to us. And then also, you know what offends me about 9-11? It's not Colin Kaepernick kneeling. It's that George Bush getting multiple warnings and didn't do anything, and it sent us to Iraq, For even though that wasn't the issue. Well, That's I think, more offensive. I think that it's oppression is worse than being offensive, right? I think that being oppressive to an entire group of people is worse than offending a group of people, right? I think we can all objectively say that that is the case, right? So it's, you know... Uh, and it's like the same people who say that we live in a too politically correct world, right? That there's like this PC culture that's dictating everything and everybody's offended by everything that are saying, well, it offends me when you don't do this, right? Which I think is such garbage. Um, and I think that, yeah, he should say kneeling, right? This is something that he believes in. I think that he's doing it for all the right reasons and bringing a tremendous amount of attention and resources to these amazing organizations that are doing great work, and I hope that he continues to do so. You know what? He's been getting a lot of slack, especially from Shaquille O'Neal, Ray Lewis, and I think some other athletes of color, and they've been saying, well, Colin, why are you just deciding to do this now? Why did you you decide to start doing this when you, two years ago, or two months ago, why Why? now? Well, Ray Lewis, why didn't you go to jail for killing someone? Why did your son just get arrested for rape? I don't know. Well, you know what? I'll I'll answer the question in this way. Um, so you, Edwin Raymond, who is one of the NYPD twelve that we've interviewed here on this show. Just got a um, yes, and he, he now that he's a sergeant, um, but he's he, he he's, did get his promotion. He, yes, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Just just like last week or two weeks ago. So yeah, so he came and he was speaking about how he made the decision to put his life, body, and uh, career on the line by blowing the whistle on the quota system within the NYPD, which is extremely racist. And he said, and he told us that while he was having an interview at Hot 97, I think with Colin Kaepernick's girlfriend, Nessa, he was talking about this and Colin was there in the studio and he became so inspired by the fact that he was putting his livelihood on the line. And I was like, so I'm not speculating to say that's what woke him, you know, that's what inspired him. But I think that, you know, we can at least all look at these examples when you have someone like Edwin Raymond and Colin Kaepernick who are saying, you know what, fighting oppression is more important than the million dollars I make a year, which is incredible. Well, it's the same thing that we hear, we heard forever about Beyonce, right? Which I will bring everything always about back to Beyonce. But it's the same thing, right? Where people are like, "Oh, well, like she's she's saying that she cares about these issues now. Like, where was she last album, right, right, or yep, you know, ten years yep. ago?" And it's like, I don't. I was one of those naysayers. I don't care, right? I don't care what makes somebody woke. I don't care that they weren't before and that they are now. Right. I only care that they are now, right? And I think that we need to stop being so hypercritical of one another and. 
saying it's like this hipster argument like well I cared first so I care more right no it doesn't it doesn't matter it's so obnoxious and like pretentious to say well because you weren't behind us two years ago like you don't actually care about these issues like shut up that's not what this is about it's about having an eye-opening experience for everybody and if it's if that conversation is what brought this to his attention good for Colin Kaepernick great point Jackie full disclaimer I was one of those naysayers mm-hmm. like why now B but you know what great point it's not about when it's about doing it now on that note we're going to take a quick break but don't go anywhere this is let your voice be heard and we are back this is let your voice be heard right here on whcr 90.3 fm the voice of harlem my name is selena hill i'm here with stanley fritz on the pc ones and twos jackie cohen and Alyssa fuchs esquire so where we left off we were speaking about colin kaepernick's form of activism and protests and some of the backlash that he's been receiving now along with people calling him out for not being woke enough three months ago or two years ago, another thing they're saying is, well, why are you doing it this way? This is so disrespectful to our military and our flag. Why can't you choose to protest in another way? And I'm like, as an NFL player that's dedicated, like he he has a, you know, that's his job. That's what he does, you know, and practices for 24-7. That is his way of act of, of, of being an activist. And that is probably the only way that we will be having a national discuss- discussion around it. So, I mean, yes, he can go to a Black Lives Matter rally once in a while, like Jay-Z and Beyonce do, or he can also donate like Jay-Z and Beyonce do. But think about it. Beyonce didn't start getting flagged until she got on to the Super Bowl stage with that basically and and, and showed everyone how pro-black and proud she was. So, yes, entertainers and athletes need to take bold stances in order to really push the envelope when it comes to change. So I support him fully. Yeah, I'm so amused by this idea that protest is supposed to be polite, right? And you hear this, like, I hear this from a lot of, like, white ladies that are like, oh. I, I was, like, really sensitive to their cause, but then my my trip home was 30 minutes later than it needed to be because I was delayed in traffic because people were protesting in the streets. So now I'm not really sympathetic. They lost my sympathy. Like, I was so sympathetic to this cause, but then I was late to my day at the bar, and so now I'm not – like, no, no. I call that Pro- NIMBY syndrome. Yeah, it's Not in my NIMBY, backyard. Right, like, it's – I was so sympathetic to people losing rights and being killed in streets and, you know, like – Until it screwed up my commute. Until it affected my life in any way. And, like, what – privilege is that that the only way these issues affect your life is when people are out in the street protesting it or on tv or you know reaching you through some other medium right like wake up there are issues in our country that we need to address and if it makes your life a little bit more inconvenient just because you're trying to get somewhere and people are in the streets demanding their rights and demanding that their voices be heard then like you have a great life you know you are so supremely privileged congratulations to you but if this is something if you're just like oh I just don't like it it's just uncomfortable for me then like too bad you know like you could have it so much worse you know when we were doing the Black Lives Matter protest right after Eric Garner's death and it was around Christmas 
Christmas time, and we were going into a lot of stores where people were doing Christmas shopping, like Macy's and Toys R Us and um, H&M and several other places that I can't think of off the top of my head. And somebody asked, like legitimately, like why why these stores? Why this? And the idea was like forced awareness, right? You, We are going to interrupt your shopping experience. We're going to put it in your face. Like protesting is not supposed to be polite. Right. You know, and that doesn't, that doesn't mean it needs to be violent because it shouldn't because you don't necessarily get your point across. And, uh, well, p- reasonable people can disagree about that. Um, obviously, Malcolm and Martin disagreed about that. Well, no, Ma- Malcolm didn't disagree with that. Okay, so, I mean, but uh, what I'm saying is I think that there can be reasonable disagreements about the yeah. use of violence to get a message across. But obviously, me, I'm more of like a peaceful protest kind of person. So I actually think when you cross the line from offensiveness into violence, it doesn't help your cause. People can disagree with me on that. But I also think protest doesn't need to be delight, sorry, delight, polite, nor should it be polite. Protest is supposed to be in your face. You're not getting anybody's attention by being polite. And as I was saying before, when I sort of like jumped in on Jackie, this idea of what I like to call NIMBY syndrome, like I support your cause until it's, but not in my backyard, right? If you're marching down my street when I'm trying to put my kids, kids to sleep and it's affecting me, even in the slightest way, because I'm merely inconvenient. Yeah. Well, you know who else was inconvenienced? Eric Garner was inconvenienced. And Michael Brown was inconvenienced. And when I say inconvenienced, I mean killed, right? So, you know what? I'm sorry if your day is inconvenienced because we need to bring light to important issues that matter. So, fun fact, 90% of the NFL players are black. 83% of the viewers are white. And they, they, they don't get it. And, you know, we can have a huge conversation about why they don't get it or why they should get it or why they should be more supportive. But also NFL players, despite being some of the um, like most amazing athletes in the world, they don't have much power. And they work under very repressive contracts that you can get cut and lose all of the money. Money is not guaranteed in the NFL. So we got to be thinking about that when we talk about activism. But I think the part that we should really be excited about is people are taking a stand everywhere. Woodrow Wilson High School this morning, they nailed their national anthem. Wow. Yes. The elementary school um, in my, in my old neighborhood in East New York, the class refused to stand during the Star Spangled Banner. People are taking a stand. This matters. Yeah, not only are they taking a stand, but it's forcing people to uh, become more aware about what even the Star Spangled Banner symbolized. And I think that we mentioned that the third verse, which has been removed, um, was was about celebrating the deaths of slaves. It was written by Francis Scott Key, um, and I believe in the early 20th century, and um, or, or 19th century, so it was, Yeah, 19th century. And they were th- talking about the slaves who happened to be fighting during the Civil War with the Brits for the, their freedom. So it wasn't the Civil War, but I think it was a seven-year war. But they, they were fighting with the Brits. The Brits had promised them that they would be freed if they won a war. When the Brits eventually lost the war, America was like, well, give us the slaves back. And um, England refused. Right. And he was talking about, he was celebrating the fact that this battle that they were losing, they came back from, and there were all these dead slaves who thought they could betray the country and get their freedom. Right, so basically that's what the song is about, and I think that's also reflective of the foundation of this country, which again was built on the backs of slaves as well. So, so I mean, and I think that a lot of times that's not something that we're conscious of. That's not something that we like to think of. So salute to Colin Kaepernick for forcing us all to take a deeper look at this. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Colin is not the first person to, first athlete to take a stance. Jackie Robinson, um, he also, you know, he also served in World War II. But when he was seated on a secretary military bus, he refused to get up before Rosa Parks, and he ended up being court-martialed for it. Not Wait, seated where? 
on a military bus, a segregated oh. military bus. Oh, okay. Yes. So not only that, but also in his book, he wrote, and I quote, I cannot stand and sing the anthem. I cannot salute the flag. Jackie Robinson took this stance decades ago. And but how do we salute Jackie Robinson now that he's dead? We call him an American hero. He's the one that broke segregation when it came to Major League Baseball. He was a great athlete and he was also a great activist. But that was a part of his activism as well white as people, a black man. White people love you when you're dead and you can't come protest anymore, Jackie. No, and I think something interesting that Alyssa sort of brought up earlier about having everybody work Kaepernick's jersey, um, there are players that there will be days where everybody wears the number 42, right, to commemorate his life and the things that he accomplished. So I think that it is really interesting and we see this, especially with conservative commentators on the news for some reason, who do this with Dr. King, they do this with Jackie Robinson, they do this with with activists, black activists who are dead, who cannot speak to, you know, what their intentions were um, and, you know, sort of like laud them for being so great when criticizing current day activists for doing the same thing. They did the same exact thing to Muhammad Ali. Right. The same exact thing. So in the 60s, when Muhammad Ali refused to go to the Vietnam War and he was saying, why should I go over there and kill the Vietnamese who never called me the N-word, right. who don't, um, who, who do not, would not segregate me to a back of a bus or a colored water fountain? Why should I go kill them? And he took that stance and he was vilified. And you know who else, what other black athletes who have been vilified in recent times? Gabby Douglas. I mean, we did. A, we, right. we talked about that also a few weeks ago when she refused to also salute the flag in that um, in that same way. Yeah. Um, so I mean, again, it's just history repeating itself. And I think that if we can remember how much this has happened in the past, maybe we can remember not to treat athletes the same way now. Right. No, and I agree with that. And you know, there's also another certain level of hypocrisy to that. Like when you look at somebody like Muhammad Ali, right? Muhammad Ali was very famous for protesting and using his uh, political using his sports um what's the word i'm looking for like his uh profile, profile yeah and platform like, yeah his platform sorry as an athlete to enable to like make things known and and use that in order to let other people um get involved and then when he passes away you have people like praising him like at vilifying right. him at the time and then like people praising him even people like donald trump writing things like Muhammad Ali was one of the greatest athletes of all times and, and X, Y, Z. And it's like, so this idea that, you know, like it, it's whatever suits them, right? It's like right. whichever way the wind is blowing is how I feel that day. And to me, that's just not good enough. Well, you know, you know, speaking of that, um, Alyssa, I actually wanted to throw a, a, another question or just get your feedback because, as I mentioned, U.S. soccer star Megan Rapino has joined Colin Kaepernick in kneeling during the national anthem. Now, Rapino, she's openly gay, and she's saying that um, she has concerns about race the same way she has concerns about LGBT rights or the lack thereof in the United States. And she said, and I quote, quite honestly, being gay, I have stood with my hand over my heart during the national anthem, and I felt like I haven't had had my liberties protected so I can absolutely sympathize with that feeling. So I wanted to say, you know, uh, uh, Alyssa, as somebody who's openly queer, can other marginalized groups relate to Kaepernick's op opposition uh, to the national anthem and America? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, in fact, yeah, not only do I think they can agree, I think they should. I think we should have more minorities in other rights, uh, you know, that are dealing with other issues like the LGBT community um, get involved in a protest like this. Um, but for me personally, I mean, 
I haven't stood for the national anthem. I mean, no, I really? stand, no, like I, I'm sorry. The it's the pledge of like I haven't said the pledge of allegiance. I stopped saying it in like sixth grade. Oh wow, or seventh grade. Like I refuse. I did not say it throughout all of high school. I stood. I, sometimes I would stand, and many times I would sit at my desk. I just like I have this thing where like patri- jingoism isn't patriotism. Mm-hmm. I hate the idea of like in a free country being for. And obviously, you now there's been court rulings. Like you have the right to burn a flag. You have have the right to not stand during in school during the during the national anthem or during the um, the pledge of allegiance. Sorry, losing it a little <laughs> bit today. Um, like and and obviously like you have those rights and those that's like that's what makes America great, right? Like that is right. the antithesis of freedom. Like I know like I started out with this, but I just like want to come back to this. The idea that you don't get suspended from school for not standing. The idea that you do not get imprisoned. Like that is exactly what freedom is about. Well, and thank you for that, Alyssa. I want to give time for Jackie and Stanley to give closing remarks, and if Alyssa has anything else to to add on. Closing remarks, Jackie? Yeah, well, I think one of the biggest criticisms I've heard of Colin Kaepernick and his stance is that, well, this is is disrespectful to those that have fought for this country, right? But I think that by just going along with the status quo and standing, even though it's not in your heart to do so, it's disrespectful to people that have had to make decisions just to survive in this country because of their sexual orientation or color of their skin or anything else that marginalizes them as a human being in America, right? We are a deeply troubled country. And I think that something that something that I read was that was really great was in an article from the Washington Post that my dad forwarded to me a few weeks ago um, that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wrote about Colin Kaepernick and sort of praising his actions. And he said, um, oh, sorry, I just, oh, what should horrify Americans is not Kaepernick's choice to remain seated during the national anthem, but that nearly 50 years after Ali was banned from boxing for his stance and Tommy Smith and John Carlos's raised fist caused public ostracization and numerous death threats, we still need to call attention to the same racial inequalities. Failure to fix this problem is what's really un-American here. And I think that he said it perfectly. Like We cannot just stand in unison and ignore these problems just because, you know, it's respectful. Like, we need to address these serious issues that we face as a country together. And I, I, again, I applaud Colin Kaepernick for bringing this amount of attention to this serious issue. Two things. One, now that I know that racist white America gets really riled up when you don't stand for the national anthem, (laughs) I'm about to show the hell out. (laughs) You don't know what you just did. I'm going to get real disrespectful. (laughs) Two. You mean while they're drinking a beer on their couch and not standing in their living room? Exactly. Oh, I'm going to (laughs) turn up. You guys know I'm rude and I have no filters. It's (laughs) Just wait on it. Two, everyone, what I've noticed in the activist movement and around some of my friends is this thing of like, oh, you ain't really woke. You ain't really doing nothing. All you're doing is tweeting. And we kind of like harass and beat people up if they we feel like they're not, quote unquote, doing enough. Colin Kaepernick did one small thing. They don't even televise this. He could have gone the whole season doing this and no one would have noticed if a reporter wasn't smart enough to ask him the question. And it would have been his quiet protest. No matter what you do, there is space for you in the movement. There is a way that you can make a change. It could be something as simple as sitting or something as bold as climbing up the top of a pole and cutting down the Confederate flag at the North Carolina State House. But there is space for you in this movement. So don't be afraid and don't be ashamed of what you're doing isn't necessarily getting you a thousand Twitter followers a day or going on the news because your stance, like your push to help the movement matters.
No, and I absolutely uh, agree with that, Stanley, because I think that some people who may be intimidated by activists or say, like, well, I can't attend any ra- every rally or I can't donate a million dollars like Jay-Z and Beyonce did. But it's true. Like, you can help raise the consciousness of this country simply by tweeting or sharing a powerful article like uh, the one Jackie was mentioning by the, the Washington Post. Um, you, you can support by donating $10. It doesn't have to be a million. There is something that we all can do. And guess what? There's um that something is something that you should be doing. I mean, um, take Colin, you know, Kaepernick's um, example and, and apply it to yourself in some way. It was small, it was quiet, but it blew up. And that's how change works. A lot of times it works with very incrementally. And then we lead to policy changes. And then you lead to a black president and a woman president, et cetera, et cetera. But it does start with each and every one of us. And another thing that I think that we need to be cognizant of is it's time to disrupt the system, disrupt the status quo. I mean, whether that means at your, you're at your job and you don't want to participate in the Pledge of Allegiance, and then maybe that can lead to a conversation where you have about race relations at, in the workplace. Something, do something. And I think that we can all take a page out of Colin Kaepernick's book on that note. Okay, so now we do have to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere. Alyssa's coming back with a banging quickie right here and Let Your Voice Be Heard. Timeless. Forever. WHCR 90.3 FM New York. A divine leader, shine brighter, bonita, mommy, me, the line sniffer, never poetic, rhyme writer, cheaper, ebony empress getter, celebrity apprentice, a devil show, big up to Africa, Mexico, Hennessy, Margarita, Venice, and Edith.